Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the On The Rise podcast. I'm here with my host, Molly McGuire, and we're going to talk about some of the recent posts in our publication today. How are you today, Molly? Yeah, I'm fine today. How are you? I'm doing great. Okay. So we have we have two posts we're going to talk about today. The first was To Conquer Your Everest, You Have to Name It, and that was by Jason Barrick-Lewis. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. But what did you think about this post? Um, it hits home because like he talks about anger issues and I had those in the past too. So it was very familiar reading about it. Mm -hmm. And I think for Jason, he was saying that his anger came from, well, he said for one thing, it came from a heart condition that he had when he was a child that he had to have surgery for. And then he also talked about um, it coming from fear and from his grandparents passing away in his late teens, early 20s. Where do you think your anger came from? Yeah, it's, uh, some of them are the same themes, right? Um, being mm -hmm. the outsider, he was an outsider because he couldn't uh, do team sports, he couldn't sport, he had to be in the hospital a lot. Uh, I think I was an outsider because like, I was adopted and all the other kids were white and I was Indian. So mm -hmm. maybe that was a bit the same thing. Um, yeah. Then, you know what, I mean, then there are a lot of other issues, but it comes from not being like um, a central part of society or feeling like an outsider, I think for me. And yeah. that's what I also read in his, in his story a bit. Yeah, I think so. And then I also feel like mine came from, well, I, was, I had anger too when I was younger, but I feel like mine came from not feeling like I was in control. And maybe he was, you know, feeling a little bit of that as well, because if you have a heart condition, you know, you don't have any control over that. And his is, you know, it's a much more serious thing. Um, yes. But like my parents are very strict growing up. So I, you know, I couldn't go out. I, um, there's a lot of rules and we couldn't watch anything on television. So it was a very um, restricting environment. And I think that's where my anger come from, came from when I was younger. Like I was able to overcome it when I got to my mid-20s. And I think, um, like for you, when did you overcome yours? Um, only recently, in fact. I mean, like, um, I think around 2010, 2012, I started doing mindfulness exercises. And then is when I really started to, to get a hold of the problem and, and understand what it was, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Plus, yeah. I lived, I lived for... Yeah, let's say 30 years of my life with those issues and I thought they were part of me and that they would never go away. So I get what I really get what um, Jason is, is writing about. Yeah, and I guess I didn't really even realize it was like I knew I was angry, but I didn't know it was like an issue kind of like what you're saying. It was part of me and I didn't really think about it. And I think that's why he says that we all have that one thing that we have to name that is our Everest. And like, I wouldn't say that's my thing anymore. Right now, I'd probably say it's patience, but like anger was definitely the thing from my past. And you have to be able to name it in order to overcome something. Yes. So, yeah, is that what, that's what you said you did too, right? You identified it and then you were able to do your exercises and, and it went away. Well, for me, I mean, the thing that I realized or that I had to realize about anger is that it only hurts yourself, mm -hmm. right? If you're angry, it feels good like to leash it out on, on, on others and then to know to to have that away but you realize in the end that it's, it's the feeling that comes consumes you and right. other people well you ruin their lives too 
but it's first of all your life. So I had to realize yeah. like, you know, the anger is only holding me back. I have to let go of that. Um, there's a saying like anger is a hot coal that you throw mm -hmm. away at others, but while you hold it, it hurts you. It's, that's basically what, how I felt about it. Yeah. So I had, to, I had to really get away of that. And also like, yeah, I, I was playing poker back in the day. So the anger would really hurt my bankroll. So I really had to, I had like economic, economical reasons to get rid of the anger. Yeah. And even now as a trader, I still have to, yeah, I, I can't have that now anymore. I can't have emotions in my range anymore. So that's why right. I only had to overcome those feelings. Right. I agree. And I think um, Jason was saying that one of the ways he's overcome it is by writing like on medium. And mm, I think yeah. that, you know, writing, writing is definitely a form of therapy as well, because it helps you yeah. get all your thoughts out and sort through them and figure out, you know, what the source of the issue is as well. Yeah, that's that's main the number one thing I think that works is like writing because even if I if I read what I wrote in the last couple of let's say well, two hundred days now, mm -hmm. all of it's like anger that was you know inside me that I even didn't know or maybe I knew but that I didn't know how to express and just yeah. like day by day just giving or writing a little bit about it it just diminished. That's true. Because like sometimes I don't even realize I'm still feeling some some type of way about a situation. I write about it and left everything out. It's like it's like a relief. Um, letting it out there. And I think that's I kind of wrote about that before. Like um, whatever your poison is, like you have to just release it so yes. that you can move on. And exactly. like sometimes, yeah, like sometimes we don't know we're still holding on to things, but we there's like a little bit of it still there. Yeah, I had that too. Like uh, two two weeks ago, I was thinking that I, I didn't have any issues anymore <laughs> because mm -hmm. I've written about so so many. I mean, and the people who, who followed me along the spots probably have the same feeling. Like, does that guy even have issues anymore? <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, like one or two weeks ago, I wrote about adoption and I felt like still some issues there that I had to get out and put on paper. And then, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's still, I don't think it's like, a journey that never ends, right? It's always, right. It's always going to be something. And yeah. the only thing that you hope is that after a while it gets like very manageable. Right. Manageable. I mean, I think, well, do you feel like you feel like you're at a manageable place now, right? Yeah. I mean, the, I, I don't even remember the last time that I really got angry. I, I don't have that anymore. And I'm, it's, yeah. I, it's it's also emotion that you don't want to have like it's like jealousy <laughs> anger envy those All the are negative emotions yeah yeah so uh, i mean for me i can say i'm really cured of of, uh, of those anger of this that's so, good uh, yeah I so mean, so what yeah. would you say like to anybody that has anger issues like i know you wrote a response on jason's post but like what's your yeah. is like how can people overcome anger well first of all you have to accept your life as it is right that's the same that happened that jason has to have accept that i have to accept that you have to accept we have to accept what it is can't change the things you can't change you can't change i mean he, he has his heart condition for instance yeah he right. can't have to accept that it's so that he has to have to I mean, he has to work on that. It's not easy. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy, but accepting is probably the first step. And then if you, if you mean the, the mindfulness exercises, meditation help, mm -hmm. and then always be aware of your emotions, right? You always have yeah. to be aware. Oh, I'm getting mad. Oh, I'm getting this. I'm getting that. If, if you do that, 
and maybe even journal, journal about it or write about it. And that helps a lot. That's true, because that's I think I kind of touched on that a couple of weeks ago when I wrote a post about um, happiness. I forget what my post is called, but I was just saying that I don't deal with all the crazy emotions I used to have because I can feel when the emotion is coming and I have to stop myself and say, you know, what are we going to do with these feelings now that I know, you know, that I'm in this state right now. And it helps a lot because you can just because you can just let the emotion go. It doesn't have to go anywhere. Yeah, um, a trick that I sometimes did but now i don't do it anymore is like mm -hmm. step outside yourself for a minute mm -hmm. be some kind of observer outside your body and say like what is that dude then what is molly doing not right now you know what i mean why is he right. mad what is he doing what's yeah. going on yeah if you if you look at it from from the outside perspective you realize how small it all is yeah that's that very true sends, in, sends a text that one word is wrong and you're getting getting mad but then you're <laughs> observing it as an outsider and you're like but that word you didn't meant you know what i mean you yeah. can yeah that's you how just you just let it go mm -hmm. yeah you realize how small it all is and yeah. um, one another thing that immensely helped me is i talk about playing poker for instance when i played poker some some things would tilt me on and that would make me crazy crazy angry but then when I did the mindfulness exercises and the meditation stuff, the same situation would happen like three months later and it wouldn't hurt as much anymore. And you could say, well, you still got mad, but it's like progress. So you have to celebrate even the smallest progresses. There are too many people who focus on the things they can't change and they feel like a victim. But the thing is, the things you can't change, you can't change. That sounds logical, right? So if you mm -hmm. focus on that, you're never going to be happy. So instead of focusing on things you can change, you should focus on the things you can change. And I think that could help a lot of people. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a great article. I really enjoyed that article. So I'm glad that um, Jason submitted his story to the publication. Do you want to move on to the next article now? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Oh, this one's good too. This one is, I never get tired of writing. And that was by Gabrielle Iosa. I'm not sure how to say that name either, but this was a good article. And Gabrielle is a freelance writer and he also writes daily on Medium too. Do you want to go into what this article is about a little bit? Yeah, so, um, I mean, the title quite of says, says it itself, right? I never got tired. Mm -hmm writing but he the thing that i liked about that uh, post was that he talked about some some of the issues that come with writing so mm -hmm. he talks about his back pain uh because of sitting too much on his desk and have had issues with that too in the past so that's why i kind yeah. of uh, you know i kind of uh, felt sorry for him or or now 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 know how he feels something like that yeah the thing that I, for instance, don't agree with is, or I mean, not gonna say it, don't agree with, but he says like, yeah, I uh, simply pop ibuprofen and other painkillers like Tic Tac. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, the thing Tic -tac. how I, yeah, the thing how I try to solve my back pains is by um, trying to stand more, uh, move more, do yoga, do back exercises, stuff like that, uh, and that helps me to to reduce the pain right yeah and i think yeah and i think as like 
you know, when you're doing your own thing, like freelance writing or writing daily or even this podcast, like you think that when people are doing their own thing, they have so much more time, but it's really not that way. And I kind of actually, I used to think that way too, that, okay, well, they're off doing their own business. So they have a little more freedom, but it's, it's probably a little bit less. Like you have freedom over what you're doing, but um, I think it, in the beginning, at least it takes more time to get started. What do you think about that? That's true. Um, mm -hmm. I think and sometimes in some ways because I, I never really had a real job but I had I had been doing jobs with other people and if it's like especially uh, if it's very clear what you have to do it's, it's easy so you, you for instance you know you yeah. get paid for doing that thing and you can do that thing and it's okay but like if you're freelancing you're like master of your own time you have to figure out what to do when and that gets complicated um, and especially in the beginning, if you're not experienced, you lose a lot of time with, with things that, yeah, I'm not going to say wasting your time, but you're not yeah. in business yet. So I, I kind of agree with it, with it too. Yeah. Let me see if there's anything else here. Yeah, but basically he was just saying that it's all worth it in the end because he gets to do what he loves to do. And I think that's important too. That's why I also feel like I'm trying to leave my one small i guess contract position slash job so that i can go writing and podcasting full-time that would be nice because these are the things i love doing i don't mind doing them at all you know because it's just things yeah i enjoy it uh i have the i, I sometimes have to pace myself that means like I'm, I'm doing the stuff that i do now i love them so much that i really have to force myself off my desk you know what i mean <laughs> Sometimes mm -hmm. I could sit on my desk and three years later, I'm still doing that same thing. But then I end up with my neck totally locked, my back, you know what I mean? I really have yeah. to say like, okay, I'm going to work an hour and, and quit. So it's um, to flow and to love what you do, but you have to pace yourself. That's true. I agree with that because I go like, I go like all in when I'm trying to do something. Sometimes I don't want to even like get up to eat, but I have to, or like do anything else. I'm just like, I just want to finish this one thing. And then it gets turned into like an all day event. But um, yeah, so I get what you're saying there. That's for instance, why I like writing because I just put myself one or one and a half hour or two hours. And I know that's going to be it. Get, so you give yourself you give yourself a time limit for writing. Yeah, so uh, I I started at two hours, but now I'm trying to do one and a half hour, one mm -hmm. and a half hour, sometimes even an hour. But I don't try to limit myself too much because I, yeah. I still want to feel comfortable, right? But, uh, yeah, I want I want the piece to be good in the end because I think I started. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. If you if you if it only takes five minutes more and you. Your uh, your value of the piece is like double yet. Don't then do it right. I mean, why right. would you stick yourself to an arbitrary uh, time limit? But I like, That's for true. instance, I like writing the 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 post because I know it's not going to take that much time. Mm -hmm. That's true. So I, for instance, would switch to a novel like we talked about yesterday. Then uh, again, I would have to figure out how to to limit myself to, to write, for instance, two hours, then take a break, then two hours again, take a break. Because again, there's the, for me, the, the problem or the danger that I would lose myself and write 10 hours straight and be totally exhausted. And then the next day I would be not worth anything. Because I think you have nothing too, left. Yeah. yeah. Thing too, right? you, you write for the next thousand days. So today is just like, pace yourself, 
do your thing, but don't throw yourself out. Well, that's, you know, that's what you said today, kind of in your new post, because you were saying that it's all the little things add up and it's like one thing at a time. And in the end, you'll have this great, well, not a piece of work, but, you know, uh, like a lot of, a lot of different posts add up and it's like this great body of work, I guess. Um, The the way I see it is is like, I'm going to write, normally if I finish like 356 pieces, and they mm-hmm. are going to be filmed just 65 hours. But I could yeah. have had that one novel, but the quality would have been much, much worse. Yeah. Because That's now true. I can improve. I can I have feedback with my readers. I see what works, see what doesn't work. And it's like it's manageable. It's something small and it, you can do it every day. So in the end it's much, much more worse than a novel. Still like. Yeah, and that's actually kind of crazy to think about 365 hours of writing. Like for me, it's probably like what double the heck. But that's kind of crazy that we'll have that amount of writing at the end of the year. Yes, yes, that's Impressive. that's the thing about. I mean, there is a discussion about writing every day, not writing every day. Let's not go into there, right? But if you write every day, you improve seven times faster than someone who writes every week, and that that edge is impressive and is insane, right? Right. <laughs> do that for a year it's you know then you can call yourself a writer in my opinion yeah definitely <laughs> i mean no disrespect to people who don't do that they're still writers too but uh, you know what yeah I mean. yeah i know what you mean <laughs> so let's see are there any other posts that we want to talk about well, let's see what, what did you write about today um um, already ah, okay I wrote, I wrote about um, the thing that we talked about in the, in the past that's the moment you stop doing your exercises it's the same thing we're always saying like the moment uh, you do, the things are there relapsing so um, like the anger the anger issues there's no anger in me left but I still have to do the mindfulness I still have to do the the gratitudes, I still have to do those things to keep sure I'm staying in the state. Oh, to maintain it, yeah. Yeah, and then I, I go about a friend who has a vision board and he stopped doing the vision board and then, you know, I mean, <laughs> same thing all over again. Uh, yeah. You have to stay in your, you have to do the things that brought you to the top, you have to keep doing that in that position. Even though you don't want to because you feel like you're there, you still have to keep mm-hmm. doing that. And uh, have it. It reminds yeah, me of, of Danny. Um, what his last name? Danny Forrest. Yeah, Danny Forrest, yeah. And, and he, he's, he, to, he talks about true momentum and he got mm-hmm. it for a second, got it for a long time, but then he lost it just because he moved to another town or another place in the world and he had all totally different habits and he lost that momentum. So it's very important to keep to do. But that it's kind of like, don't you think it's a little crazy? Like it takes so much effort to stay in the game, but it's just like one little slip up and you're out or you like fall back a few steps. Yeah, I get what you mean. It's like, it's more like, it's more like a car that is driving at top speed, right? Yeah. Really like it's, it's going, it, it don't have to do that much effort to stay on, to stay on. But the moment <laughs> you start breaking, doing things, you're going to get totally out of shape it's the same thing yeah uh, by now it's not that difficult to get i mean I, I would say my life is quite easy now 
I have all, everything in place, I can do things. But like you say, if I stop doing the exercises, it probably would, would end up bad. So, um, right. it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to be, in, hard to be in a high achiever, right? Otherwise, it, everybody would be it if it was easy, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I think we enjoy, like, we enjoy doing the things. So that's the important thing. Like, a lot of people just, well, some people don't feel like doing the work, but I don't, I don't mind it, I guess. You know, sometimes you want to break, but for the most part, like, I want to do the things that I'm doing. Yeah, but don't you feel like it's getting easier, too? Because yeah, like, I do. Like four months ago, I was already struggling writing one piece a day. That was difficult for me. <laughs> I Actually, know. To do and a podcast and write every day and have vacation would have said no, that's not possible. And it's funny because, like, yeah, and all together, and we're like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's and in two months, we're probably going to do something more with adding something more to it. And I mean, you get always you get better and better, and it gets easier and easier. I, I feel like I know, yeah, yeah, everything's definitely like increases and in increments. It's kind of cool, yeah, yeah, for instance. That's the same thing that I said to people, like, write one sentence a day. And to us, mm -hmm. that sounds ridiculous, right? I mean, <laughs> we would laugh at that. But for people who haven't read, read before or never wrote before, that's yeah. very difficult. One sentence, one good sentence a day is, is insanely difficult because I was in that spot. I did that for a year. It's not easy. You what know? was your first sentence? Do you remember it? My first sentence? Yeah. Yeah, I have a book. I have my book with me. I can probably I have the I have the book with here. So my okay my first sentence was yeah it's it's a really bad sentence. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> okay, it's it's a bit embarrassing. Individual events tell nothing. It takes several to spot a trend. That was my first sentence. Individual events are nothing. It takes several to spot a trend. Yes. No, that's a good sentence. <laughs> it was more of an observation. I was like, an observation. Two or three things that happened at the same time. And I thought, you know what? Those are just individual. So, yeah, I mean, Not that's what that started in all. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell about it from a writing perspective. But yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's cool, right? You have to start, start somewhere. So um, You do. And, and I, that's the thing like that I would say to people, if you can't write a piece every day, and I get that, I mean, people are busy, mm -hmm. that's normal. I mean, try to write one sentence a day. Even one sentence a day is already something that a year later you will see, well, you did that, you did that, that's something new. Right. Yeah, I think that's important. Let's see. Well, I mean, I guess that could be a good place to end. I'm not sure where we are on time. <laughs> But I think that kind of wraps up the two posts that we had today. Yeah, right? maybe. Um, the one thing I probably would say like today is, um, I mean, for instance, for people who would be interested to, 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 to write or to, to be um, part of this publication is that um, mm -hmm. you can always, um, uh, I mean, they can always contact us, and I mean, if they're interested to become part, I mean, that's yeah, appreciated, right? Yes, you guys can either comment on one of our posts and let us know that you want to become a part of On the Rise, or if you want to send me an email, 
It's Alicia L at AliciaLaray.com. And it's on my Medium profile. So I'll post it on Medium profile at the top so you can email me if you're interested in becoming a part of the publication. Okay. Yeah. That's goal of the day then, right? Okay. Well, it was nice talking to you. Yeah. And you. All right. Bye. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.